in the name of the one who asks us to listen. Amen. More often than not, this church building is bustling with activity all week long. It's very rare, therefore, that I end up being on the church property by myself. But this past week, a few staff members were on vacation, and other staff and groups weren't planning on being here until the afternoon. And so when I unlocked the church at 9 a.m. on Thursday, the only sound anywhere was the rain. Now, while I prefer to work with people, it was kind of lovely being here alone as I went about the tasks of my morning, unlocking the church and settling into my work until there was a noise. It sounded like someone clearing their throat just down the hall from my office, and it made me jump about a mile. I mustered a voice of confident authority and yelled down the hall, Hello? (laughs) Nothing. So I walked around the whole building. It's a big building. And every once in a while, I stopped and stood still and listened silently for a whole minute or two. It happened again. Now, without getting too gross about it, it was exactly the sound that someone makes when they have a head cold and they're about to get something serious out. (laughs) I thought about calling the police. Instead, I just listened with all my might and concentration. It took a while, but I finally realized that it sounded basically the same each time it happened as if it were mechanical. It didn't actually seem to be human at all. Ted's smiling because I bet he knows what it was. (laughs) It's probably the sump pump at the bottom of the elevator echoing up through each floor making it hard to locate exactly where it was coming from. The moment passed. Except for one thing. I realized that I don't often listen with the kind of concentration and focus with which I listened to our building on Thursday morning. In today's Gospel, Jesus said, Listen. Let anyone with ears listen. All of this talk of seeds falling on different types of ground seems to me to be mainly about listening. But Jesus taught about listening because listening doesn't just happen passively. It is not synonymous with hearing. In fact, one of the best listeners I know is deaf. We don't assume that all noise that enters our ears makes its way to our brains and then finds meaning and is translated into understanding and knowledge. Anyone who's ever been in the company of a child or a family member of any age knows that we are not born with the skill of listening. Sure, communal life and family life, marriage, friendship, would be easier if this were so, but alas, It is not. Listening is learned, and it requires intention and practice. Jesus speaks about the seed of the message of the kingdom of God. 
The seed is the message of the kingdom of God in this parable. It's what he's trying to teach everyone who he meets along his way. If we can love God and love our neighbor, if we can overcome greed and hatred and destructive desires, then we can help God bring about the kingdom of love here on earth. It's an amazing message. But Jesus was having a heck of a time getting it out there and into the people. Maybe, maybe he saw that the problem wasn't so much about the message but the mode by which people would eventually understand it, the act of really listening. And so, one day, he found himself surrounded by people hungry for the message, but possibly not able to hear it. And he got into a boat, gave himself some elbow room, and wove one of his very best parables. Listen, a sower went out to sow. A God came to talk to you and say something really important to you. The seeds of this life-giving, love-pulsing message fell everywhere. All people had access to these seeds of the kingdom. But here's the thing. Listening is required. And doesn't just happen. The seeds can fall on listening hearts, or they can fall elsewhere. Some seeds fell on a hard path and were eaten by birds. Jesus explains that this represents the evil one snatching away what is heard. What could that be for us? Is it the distraction? of our favorite media addictions. I don't know how many times I have been deep in thought about a sermon or someone who I promised to pray for or even just a string of thoughts about all the good things of life. And then a notification pops up or dings on a screen somewhere. And off I go into cypherland, bouncing from post to post, my conversation with God snatched away by the birds of distraction. Jesus goes on, some seeds fell on rocky ground, where they sprang up quickly but could not grow roots, and so they withered in the sun and died. Jesus explains these as the moments when we hear something really compelling, a social justice movement that inspires us, something we like on Facebook. A cause which we want to join, some moving moment in church that we'd like to apply to our life outside of church. We're moved for a minute minute, to act in love, to evolve. But then inevitable challenges arise and we turn from the hard work back to the paths of least resistance where we feel most comfortable. No roots of strength have grown, and so we can't get beyond that moment of inspiration. We don't actually grow. Some seeds fell among thorns, and they grew, and as they grew, the thorns choked them. Jesus said these seeds fall on ears who belong to someone who's just very caught up in the concerns and values of the material world. 
the lore of wealth, monetary wealth, intellectual wealth, social wealth. The lore of wealth chokes out any potential for deep goodness, the deep goodness of God, to take root and be given room to grow. Isn't this the main story of our day? We really want all that is good to thrive, but we also want financial security and social status, and we want to make sure that we are part of everything interesting or enriching that is happening out there, often at the expense of being a part of the body of Christ. The biggest force of love and healing that I know of often takes a back seat to far too many other opportunities. These other opportunities probably aren't bad in and of themselves, but as they add up, they crowd God out. And together, they become the thorns that take down the seeds of love, the seedlings of God's message that wants to grow in our consciousness. But then there's the good soil, the good news, the good listening, the good space, the good weeding, the good compost and carbon and fertilizer, the good discerning, the willingness to listen without simultaneously formulating a response, the effort to fully understand. The seeds that fall on good soil bring forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. All produce love. Jesus said the good soil represents the ones who hear and understand and bear fruit. Now, not a one of us is all good soil. But not a one of us is completely lacking in good soil either. Not a one of us is free from birds and thorns and hard ground. Yet not a one of us is one-dimensional enough to consist of only these things. We can choose every day, in every moment, how to tend our own gardens. We can practice listening for God in our lives by listening deeply to one another. We can practice entering into our interactions free of distractional devices, free of racing thoughts, free of judgment and assumptions. We can declutter our lives and our schedules and make space to be able to see and hear God and one another. We can listen as deeply as we might listen if we found ourselves alone in a building wondering about strange noises and whether they are an intruder or just the normal noises of life. We can listen in such a way that love intrudes upon our distraction and shifts the rhythm of our lives toward the heartbeat of God. Amen.